Good morning, Rabboisai. Today's shir is sponsored by Zevi's parents in honor of Zevi's class Rebbe, Rabbi Yeshaya Kohn, an outstanding mechanic who is part of MDY and who inspires his young Talmudim each day at Torah Tamima, London. <coughs> by the famous Seth Hellman. Oh, maybe it's today. Okay, that's tomorrow. Next. Sponsored by the BPP, which stands for Back Porch Prayer. Rufur Shlema Bekarev, Tinek Bergenfield. For Rufur Shlema, for Shira Bazdevayrelea, mother of five from Bergenfield, who suddenly collapsed and had emergency brain surgery with a brain bleed. She really needs our tefillahs. Her husband is a doctor who has helped save so many people over the last year with corona and otherwise. And now him and his family really need our tefillot. Wow, Shiro Bazdvarlea Rufoshlema, and by the famous Avi Mandelbaum, who sponsored yesterday, in honor of my wife Michal Mandelbaum's 40th birthday. Michal is the woman who donated a kidney, Tzadikus, and the Rufoshlema for Elazar Ben Elka with a K for a complete Rufoshlema by the Kamiansky and Zouderer families. Wow, another young guy. Needs refor bekarev. I just want to read this real quickly. Noam Fix, everybody knows Noam Fix. He is the owner of Tom and Devora. And he wrote on the group, Chesed opportunity. I have a staff member who is interviewing the U.S. for me. He's, he didn't go to the, every year he goes to America to interview the girls. He's doing it all on Zoom. And now he sent a woman from his place. And she's stuck there. She's an Israeli citizen and currently stuck in the U.S. She's a single mom and her kids are here in Israel. But that's a different story. She was supposed to return to Israel last Friday, but due to the border shutdown, wasn't allowed back in. Her health insurance lapsed and needs to see an ENT doctor. By the way, my father is an ENT doctor, but that's in Chicago. If you know someone that would be willing to help and do some pro bono work, that would be great help. Private message me. It's taken care of. The reason why I'm saying this is because some tzaddik from our Chabura without asking any questions, sends in his credit card, a picture of his credit card, says, go do whatever you need. So Noam calls up the guy, says, what's going on? He says, he's a chassidish guy, he says, you have to chaparayin, you have to chaparayin, Rabbi we're only here for a very short time, chaparayin. Once we're at this, and chesed, so somebody by the name of Dr. Mark Berkson, he once sent in an email. Yeah, he likes to remain anonymous. He is. I know you're ridiculously busy, but he, he lost his job to another, for another doctor. COVID made it difficult for certain docs to stay in business. If it's possible to reach out to the Oilam in New Jersey to see if someone would be interested in partnering with me, I'm thinking a PT orthopedic group. Thanks, Mark. So if anybody wants to do chesed, Mark Berkson is looking for a job. Okay, I guess um, we are very late. Okay, one more maybe. We very much, this is from the Engelmans from Lakewood. We very much enjoy Reb Eli Shear. He's doing a big service to Klai Yisrael. May Hashem bless him and the entire MDY family. They should be able to continue to spread Torah. We also like the discussion that goes on at the end of the year. We watch this on YouTube and it always gets cut off. Please see what you can do to let it run. It makes you feel like one of the family. You hear? Gershon, it makes you feel like one of the family when you hear that discussion at the end. All the best. The Engelmans from Lakewood. Fine, we'll do the rest later. Last night was a tremendous simcha for Reb Zalman Torsky. He's an amazing individual, a Balmidas, a Talmud Chacham. I got to know him very well in Chicago. Here he is. 
He's a Lubavitcher chassid, one of the ones remaining with the Shreimels. He's a Chernobyl chassid. Originally, his family went Lubavitch, became Lubavitch, and here's the famous Shlemy Klein. Here is Yisrael Shalitsky at the chassid. Look, it's a mishpacha, that's it, that's it. When the mishpacha, somebody in the mishpacha gets married, you go. Who else do we have? We have Mordechai Ashkenazi, after the Shini Hashem. Oh, and we have Akiva Zeigler and Yisrael Goldstein, of course, together with Zalman. Tremendous, tremendous. All right. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to see the Mishpacha. Mazel tov, mazel tov. Should see a lot of nachas. So we're starting a brand new Mishnah, brand new Mesechta, Daf, Ayin Hei, Omid Beis. If you have no idea what's flying, today's a great day to start. It's a brand new start. Says the Heilige Mishnah. Naga Bechar Soishal Tanor. I want to read this email I got uh, the other day, but I don't have time for it, obviously. Uh, the guy says, in short, I'll read it, Bezer Hashem, that he's watched a lot of movies when he was younger, and he has a lot of charata, and he always wondered, how is he going to take those images of Tuma out of his head? And he says, this is it. He says, please send more gory pictures, more carbon Pesach pictures. He said he was just like spacing out, and all of a sudden this flash picture of a carbon Pesach flash. He says, oh, that's the Tikkun. He's no longer flashing old movies. He's flash. Okay, anyway. Here it is. You take the current Pesach. This is uh, some, some person did a... Now, I got two emails about this. Yes, Noam. Shalom Aleichem, Noam. Mazel Tov. Adina Bracha. Why, why? What a name. What a name, Noam. Yeah. What are you saying? Really? If that's what she needs, she should go to, 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 to my father and we'll arrange it. It's not about money, it's about time. Does she, like, to save $100 to go in America, but if it's a ma- massive thing. Oh, you're just showing the chesed. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, some, a couple of people were wondering about this. Is this a carbon Pesach? No, because it looks like a very old sheep. I asked the professional, he said, no, this is like, uh, you know, three, four years old. It has to be a year old. Fine. But he, he takes this carbon Pesach, puts it into the pit, and it touches the pit. Now, what's the issue? The issue is that when you roast the carbon Pesach, it has to be tzliyesh. It has to be the fire from the fire and not from the heat that comes off the actual earthenware. So what do you do? So there's an actual picture. There's two gedarim here. One is to peel a very thin layer of skin. And as we're going to see soon, the next one is a bit more of finger breadth. A bit of the juice of the carbon Pesach hits the wall of the oven and comes back and hits the carbon Pesach. Because now it has heat off the oven. And you don't just do a klipa, you do mekoyma, you have to do a finger's worth. So it's a little bit deeper. We're concerned that it goes deep into the animal. Notaf. By the way, it's my duty to bring all the interesting halachas. Now, this one is not negiah to the daf at all, but I did see it on the daf, so I'll say it over because it was amazing. I'm not saying that one should pass in halacha like this because I, I can't understand it, but I'm just throwing it out there. If this is negiah ma'isa, ask your local rabbi. The halacha is if somebody has a tattoo, you're only over the rights when you put it on, but you're not over every minute that you have it. So now it becomes about truvi, he wants to remove it. But there's another halacha. It's also to be choyvel beguf. You're not allowed to make damage to your body. 
So you're allowed to go, okay, laser is one thing, but let's say you have to go deep in and cut it out, let's say. Are you allowed to do it? Rebbe Paskins, you are permitted because that's not considered damaging your body because you are helping your body. You have a toyeva on yourself. But here comes the crazy, wild halacha. Everybody would, would say the same thing, I'm sure. A woman is concerned. She lives in a non-Jewish neighborhood. She's concerned her son will date non-Jews. She has a great idea. She'll tattoo a mugging David on his arm. And all the non-Jews will see it. They'll run away from him. Are, is, she, is he permitted to put a tattoo on his arm? Says Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein, it's mutter. Yes, it's mutter. I, I mean, I, I don't understand it at all. But I'm just saying it. I'm throwing it out there. And he brings a ride from Rabbi Chaim Palaji that was a mamzer born in the neighborhood. He took the kid and plastered a tattoo of a mem, mamzer, on his forehead. So nobody marries this guy. So to, to take away from this, okay, I'm just throwing it out there. What does it have to do with this mission? Almost nothing. But it says that you peel off, so peel off the tattoo. Fine. Next. I hope we're not late into Shabbos because of that vart. But I thought it was a great, wild halacha. What? Says the Mishnah. Not the Some of this um, juice falls onto flour that's boiling hot. Now, I need to remove the flour. I need to take out like a kmitza like you do in the base Hamikdash, a whole hands full, deep down. If you smear oil of truma, where my stuff? Oh, here. Truma, we all know, but we'll, we'll, we could go into it soon. But once we mention the word truma, we got to go to the chart. Sorry. Person has produce, he has to take 2% and give it to the coin. It's called truma. Then he takes 10% after that from the 98% that's left, he gives 10% to the lady. He has oil that belongs to the coin. And he smears his carbon pesach with it. What? No, sachay from the top. Yeah, okay. Marinated is more of a to put on top. Marinated is to let it soak in there. If it's their koyhanim anyways, they own it. Great, let them eat it. Im shal Yisrael. But if the group is a bunch of Yisraelim, im chayu If it's raw, it doesn't absorb. Just wash it right off with water. Im tzolihu, but if it's already roasted, roasted animal could absorb the oil. Yikloif esachitza, and he must remove the outer layer. So, I have actually what we call, let me see if I can find it. Oh, look at this. I have a klotz kasha. Here's a klotz kasha. What? This is not Amaris. Not to be confused with an Amaris. This is a klotz kasha. This guy really wears tzitzis, tchelis, the whole thing. If there's oil for koyhanim, peel it off and give whatever you're peeling off to the koyhanim. Why are you throwing it into the garbage? Anybody? It's a massive klotz kasha. Why? No, no, not shalaylechlov. Close, close, close. Shalaylechlov means people that can't chew. You mean shalaylechlov. Very good. It's for a different group. You can't just give it to a kain. Okay, fine. I, I just want to, I know everybody knows the answer. Just, we need, a, we need to remember this. It ha, you have to be part of the group. Fine. If you have a kain in the group, great, give it to him. That's what it says in the Mishnah. If they're kaihanim, you give it to him. Right now, the NDY group is going to be talking about where they're going to put their NDY tattoos. I knew I could get them. 
this is a tough sugya, I just threw them off a little bit. By the time we're done with the sugya, they'll, they'll come back. No, it's not tough at all. But, yeah. Zot Gemara, the Mishnah. Zot Gemara, the Mishnah. Maiser Shani is 10% that's left, you give to yourself, but you have to bring it to the Yerushalayim. So you take the Maiser Shani oil, you bring it to, to the to Yerushalayim, you can do whatever you want, you can drink it yourself. 10% of whatever you want. But you cannot go out and sell it in Yerushalayim. Once you get to Yerushalayim, you cannot sell Maiser Shani. Where do you sell Maiser Shani when you're home? You could convert it to money and bring that money to Yerushalayim. But once you're in Yerushalayim with Maiser Shani, you cannot sell it. You can't say, oh, by the way, Rabbi Isai, okay, it's very good that you gave me two shekel for your carbon pesos, but now I have to charge you extra 50 shekel for the oil. You can't do that. Great, says the Gemara. Itmar. We're going to beautiful sugyas that are again to, to, to day-to-day life. And halachas, halachalamaisas even. Itmar. If you have two products, one is a usr, one is a mutter. One is milk, one is meat. Dairy and, and fleshics. If both of them are hot and they mix into, the, into each other, there's no question that they absorb from each other. Two colds, not a problem. They don't absorb at all, great. Here's the machloikas. Hot into cold, cold into hot. The, the answer to this would be, which one is stronger? And how do we know which one is stronger? It's either the upper one or the lower one, but it's never the hot and the cold. It's an upper one or a lower one, regardless if it's hot or cold. Rav Omar Ilah Govar, the upper one wins. Ushmol Omar Tato Govar, the lower one is always the stronger one. Now, real quickly, I know Avi Mandelbaum was a scientist or whatever he is, a uh, chemist. He's sitting here and scratching his head. What is going on? Didn't I be you to ask the question? Take a pot of soup, and take something else and go like this. You do a little experiment, you'll know which one is stronger, which one is going to be, who, is, the, is the bottom one going to overcome? So Rabbi Yashiv, so these are things that we really have to go in deep, and it's not the place and the time. But I'll just give you a little hint to something that you can think about. Rabbi Yashiv says that we're not talking about what's hot and what's cold. We're talking about what's stronger halachically. In other words, what's mevatal what? And that's the Shaila here. Of course, you could make an exper- experiment and see one is hotter than the other, and the other one is going to. Fine. That's one thing. Ushmul Amar Govar, it's the bottom one. Tanan. Not of Merotvay. Now we're going to have, Baruch Hashem, we have the same sugya twice in a row exactly. And we're going to have this twice on this daf, so that's why this Amr is very easy. Not of Merotvay al We said in the Mishnah, if some of the liquid from the animal, gravy, flies out of the animal and hits the earthenware because they're love, and then it bounces back. You have to peel it off. Let me show you this, the picture that I made here. Not a big deal. But here you go. Here you have an animal, the, the carbon, and the, the gravy drips down and hits the klicheres. Earthenware. The Gemara understands it's a cold plate, let's say. A cold piece of earthenware. The upper guy wins. Who's the upper guy in this case? The animal. That's why when it bounces back, I have to remove some of the skin. Why? Because he wins. This animal, which is hot, wins. So if he's hot, he hits a cold plate. The Gemara explains. Here, Avi Mandelbaum is going to be scratching his head again. The heat, the hot gravy hits the plate. 
it goes into the plate, and now it gets, it transfers some of the energy into the plate, some of the heat goes into the plate. Now the plate gives back some of the heat to it. In other words, it, re, it doesn't reheat it, it doesn't add heat, but it gives some of its own energy, and that goes back into the animal, and now the animal, turns out, is not being cooked, but rather from the plate. Now here, once again, Revel Yashif says a beautiful thing. You can find this in Revel Yashif Sefer. Not in the back of the Masif or anything like that. What's going on? It hits the plate, but the plate is adding. It can't add anything. Everybody understands the plate is not adding. So Revel Yashif says a beautiful idea again. He says, think of it as one of those, um, what do they call those hot, those soups, you know, that you, manachama, you put in, instant soups. You pour in water, you let it, seep there for five minutes and it's ready to eat. In other words, there are things that don't have to be on the oven in order to cook up. So let's say you, you boil something up and it's a noodles, okay? Noodles is a good idea. You, it's 90, 99% cooked but not there. You take it off the fire, what's gonna happen? It's gonna cook by itself. So it's almost there, right? It's almost there. So you take something that's 99% cooked and it hits the plate. Now that plate added that 1%. It took the heat from what it got, it gave it its own heat and pushed back and it made it one, 1%. And Mamela, that's the problem here. Okay, something to think about. So now the current Pesach is being cooked from the heat of the plate. That works fine if we go by the upper guy. But according to Shmuel, that the plate wins, it's always the bottom. The plate is cold. So it's going to beat the hot gravy. The hot gravy hits the plate, plate wins. According to Yashiv, it doesn't mean that it literally came cold. It means that halachically it wins. So then why, when it bounces back to the animal, you're talking about something that, that's already cold, and cold is not... Matrif, the carbon Pesach, says the Gemara. In a second, we're going to ask the same exact question, and we're going to have the same exact answer, but in a different case of the Mishnah, the one of hot flour. Over there, we're talking about the flour is hot. So here too, the plate is hot. Or we're talking about the oven itself. The oven made out of, here, this oven, this guy is boiling hot. So Mamela, it adds the Tnan, What's the case? Next case. So, if this plate is not a plate, it's flour. Again, the gravy hit the flour. And what do you do? You have to remove the flour. You can't eat the flour because it's, it's cooked up by the gravy. I thought it's cold. If the top one wins the hot Pesach, that's why the bottom needs to be removed. The It heats up the flour. And the flour, in return, heats up the gravy and sends it back to the animal. And it heats up the carbon Pesach. It's word for word that we said before. It comes out that you're cooking the carbon Pesach with flour and not with the fire. But according to Shmuel, that the flour on the bottom beats the animal on top. So So now the flour is cold. It cooled it off. Rashi is not going the next words. And here he says, We're talking about 
the hot flour. Not. So the next case in the Mishnah. The animal was smeared with oil belonging to Truma. If it's Koyhanim, they could eat it in Shal Yisrael. If the owners of the group are Yisrael and they can't eat Truma, so what do they, what do, they do? If it's a raw animal, they could just wash it off in water, it comes right off the oil. It's not absorbed into the animal. Try to put oil onto a cold, uncooked animal, just pop right off. In tzli'hu, but if it's already cooked, it absorbs. Yikloiv is a chitzayin. You have to remove the outer layer, even if it's cold. Bishleim le'rav domi lo govar. According to Rav, that says that the upper guy wins. That's why you just remove a little bit of the outer, because the outer you have to. No matter what wins, Rashi already explains. No matter if it's the upper or the lower, you must remove a, a, a small layer because the. The Metzius is some of the treif, some of the usher touched it. Okay, so you have to remove the layer. Since it's hot, it's going to absorb. Why is it enough to just remove the outer layer? The whole thing should become usher, maybe absorb it completely. Says the Gemara, Shani Sika, when you Shmir oil, you baste it with some oil. The mashub al mudavida, you just put a very, very thin layer, and that's why you take off a very thin la- layer of the animal. It's not enough to be absorbed completely into the animal. Says the Gemara, Tanya Kavel Seydishmol. Rashi says, because it says Tanya Kavel Seydishmol, and the Gemara only brings two rice according to Shmol and not to Rav, so this is an exception to the rule. We always pass in like Rav with, by Surim. In this Gemara, we're going to pass in like Shmol because the Gemara brings rice to Shmol. And we're going to do two rice that are identical. So hold on to the first one. We're going to repeat the second one quicker. If, that we said already, hot into hot absorbs and memela the both usr. It doesn't matter if it's milchiks and fleshiks, if it's carbon pesach and, 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 and truma, whatever it is. Oh, this is Shmuel. The top is, is, is cold. It falls into the bottom, which is hot. Osir. Shmuel says it goes by the bottom, and that makes a good riot to Shmuel. But if the top one is hot, the bottom one is cold, so we go by the bottom one, which is cold. And certainly cold and cold. All you have to do is rinse it off. The Gemara is going to explain this. What? All you have to do is rinse it off. What do you mean you rinse it off? It absorbed a little bit. Says the Gemara, Klipa, Mia, Nive. At least you should, Nibai, you should at least have to take off a little bit of the, like a, a peel worth, a, a, a little layer. Elaymi, right? This doesn't ruin our raya though. Cham le'tech You have to remove a layer, a small layer. Only if it's cold and cold, you have to, all you have to do is rinse it off. Okay. But the bottom line is, you see, like Shmuel, the what? The bottom guy wins. Now we're going to do the same thing again, word for word. Hot meat. Right? We said. It's the same halacha. Same thing. So, boiling meat that falls into boiling milk and cold that falls into hot. Who's this? Shmuel. Osir. Shmuel says that the bottom one wins. So now that you have cold, 
that fell into hot, it's also. However, the reverse. If the cold is on the bottom and the bottom wins, so it's cold. It's not going to absorb. Ask the Gemara the same question we asked before. What do you mean you just rinse it off? There has to be some sort of absorption, even in a small amount. You're right. If the hot fell into cold, you're right that the cold wins, but you have to remove a small amount. But cold and cold, you don't have to remove anything, you just wash it off. But Akopari, you see, like Shmuel, that what? The bottom guy wins. Whoever said I have to say Mazel Tov to Noam hasn't been listening to this year. I said Adina Bracha. It's a gorgeous name, Lamai. Adina Bracha. So Mazel Tov to Noam, yeah. Oh, the Bar Mitzvah. Yeah, Yoni's Bar Mitzvah. Wow, yeah. A lot of Simchas, you see? Mazel Tov Noam, Ayonis Bar Mitzvah. There's a lot of other stuff. Gedalia Saznik lost his grandfather, the, the 14-year-old from San Francisco. He's 15, right? He just turned, he just had a, a birthday. And Andrew Glatz, who lost his father just maybe a month ago, just lost his mother. Rahman al-Islam. Andrew Glatz from, from uh, Chicago. Okay. Yaakov Warman on the loss of a mother-in-law. But say that we have to do all these announcements before Shir. Omar Mar. The Neshama should have an Aliyah. Everybody should have an Achama. Omar Mar. We just learned. If cold falls into cold, all you do is rinse off. Imagine. Imagine if you salt something, it causes an Isser. Well, everything has salt today. Everything. So that's what the Gemara says. We're going to get into it. Shmuel says that salting something is like boiling. Well, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, real quickly, Shulchan Aruch says that if you salt something, it's a one-direction thing. Because salt, what does salt do? Salt um, expels from the meat. It expels the blood from the meat. It goes outwards. So it will make something else become treif. But if you salt something, it doesn't mean that it absorbs. It does the opposite of absorbing. The Ramah qualifies that and says that's only when something's dry, but when something is liquid or moist, then that doesn't apply. Amarav. Kavosh, if something's, you hear this, Levi? What's Kavosh? Marinated. Kavosh, if you marinate something in vinegar, so you take a piece of meat and there's vinegar and there's milk, then it'll go in. That's like, that's like cooking them together. What does it mean? You salted. We have to qualify this as well. It has to be so salty that it ruins the taste. But cakes also have salt. You might not feel it, but it has some salt. No, that doesn't do the job. Salt, what it's talking about, the guy goes, it's too salty. It doesn't have to be the whole world. Some people, you know, it's salty. Says the Gemara, coming to my favorite food. What's my favorite food, Rabbi Yisai? Anybody know? Ritz. What? What did you say? Kuta Chabavli. Kuta There's nothing better than Kuta Chabavli. And there's nothing better than a dead bird falling into Kuta Chabavli. There was a chicken, a, a, a chick, I should say. A small bird. So you have fleshiks that falls into Kutach. Here's a design made, beautiful piece of art by Mordechai Sapaznik. Guy's talented. Rabbi Yisai, Shidduch. 
<coughs> here's sour milk, the kutach, the green. Here's a little bird coming out. First thing he did, Nebuch, is jump into the kutach. Why? It's mutter. Think about it. Why is it mutter? What's kutach made out of? What are the key ingredients? Rabbi Disgusting sour milk. Disgusting moldy bread. Third ingredient, which is almost a third. Salt. Oh, it has a lot of salt. Some amela. But wait a minute. We just said that salt has to be so bad that you can't eat it, right? Only somebody smart as him could say something like this, that it's motor. The Gavar Rabbah, who is an amazing, great man. When does Shmuel say that the kutach would be a problem because it has salt, as if you just roasted it? Because it's so salty, you can't eat it. But this is edible. People eat it, unfortunately, in Bavel. That's all they eat all day. It's only when the bird is raw. As we said before, something that's roasted, something that's roasted absorbs. So you have to remove a thin layer of pile. I don't know if this is true. I'm just making this up. Maybe the word pile is an elephant, which is very, it has a lot of cracks. If you look at its skin, it looks like a lot of, maybe, it comes from there, but it means that it has cracks in it Cracks, absorbs. But if it has a bunch of elephants, osur. Then it's also because it goes in and it absorbs. And if this bird already had a bunch of spices on it, the spices open up the pores, in comes the, 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 the milk, whatever it is, and it becomes osur. Says the Gemara, sponsored by. Keshen Avshi, Zechos, for the struggling kids in pain of Klai Yisrael. Ay, 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 taka, there's a lot of them. Go out here in our neighborhood, Hashem Yerachim, what's going on? For the Refor Shlema, for all the Chayli Yisrael, maybe this is all connected, the Chayli, whatever. Especially from our MDY family, please consider joining MDY Tehillim group at tehillim.8mindaf.com. I'll call upon him, here goes. Omar Rav, I love when Rav does this, he like drops a bomb and runs away. Omar Rav! Don't get, this is Gishmak Esugis, Rabbi, what are you scared? It's good stuff. You have fatty meat. What's Rav saying? Even fatty meat. You have good kosher meat with treif meat, but it's kachosh. Kachosh means it doesn't have any fat on it, nothing. Also, my time, my patme mehadadi. They, I don't know if you can see the arrows here. I made arrows. I should have made them larger. Rashi explains amazing. The fat, it's all in the same oven. You see, it's in the same oven. They're not touching each other. But the aroma from one goes into the kachosh. The one, the fat, goes into the kachosh. It boils up in the kachosh. And then exits the kachosh and goes back. Don't just think that one goes to the other. No, the kachosh has nothing to offer. Meaning, Rashi is saying here an amazing thing. Rashi is saying that if both of them are kachosh, they're mutter. It's only because one has fat, and the fat that's mutter goes into the guy that's osur, the fat that's mutter becomes osur, then returns a return trip and makes the, the fat guy osur. Different, like, like, oh, wood. No, 
like the Roma would, fat into the oven, and it goes into the animal. So let me ask you, Shiloh, what if what if this fat guy, what if this kachish was a chazer, mamish chazer, treif chazer? Okay, but look what Levi says. Levi Omar, afilu bosesh chuta kachish itzolim bosan avela shomein. Do the opposite. The the kosher has nothing to offer, and the treif is fat of the fat. So you think so much fat, like you just said, you throw some fat into the oven, it makes the kosher osur mutter. No, so what if this was pig? It's mutter? Pig. He says, yeah. My time, Rechab Almu, is just a smell, and smell is nothing. Says the Gemara. My time, Rechab Almu. Verechab It's nothing. Says the Gemara, Oved Levi Uvdo Beresh Guluso Bigdi Vidovar Acher. The Gemara never likes to mention the word PIG. Dovar Acher. So, Maisa Somebody threw in, I don't know how it happened exactly, a piece of pork. Maybe somebody did it, a Russia, Marusha. Maybe the slave over there had a lot of slaves. Threw in a piece of his own. It happens, you know. I saw my cleaning lady once use my toaster oven with her stuff. It happens. So, cleaning lady goes, takes her. McDonald's warms it up in the same oven as the thing. He said it's 100% mutter. It's just a reyach, not a problem. My, however, Rashi says, don't do it l'chadchila. You're not allowed to do it l'chadchila. If it happened, you find it, you're not going to throw out your carbon pesa. Okay. Meisvei. we got to move here, Rabbi Yisai. So here's the picture. Again, you have two carbon pesachs in one oven. You cannot... Roast them together. Why? So there could be one of two reasons. Either the reason is, Hayom HaTaba. Today, there were 80 people in the corona. 80 people in the corona. Now we're going to go to the said they're videotaping here for Dirshu. Smile. Pretend that you're all excited. All right. I'm telling him this is not what we typically have. We don't typically have five people in the Bismedrush. Come back after corona. Now, what's the problem? Yeah, Vadi's going to come back. What's the problem when you have two korbanis like this? No, could somebody think about the problem? What's the problem? Why can't I, I roast? I, I'm eating and you're eating it. What? Oh, because I'm not part of the group. I'm going to eat this carbon that has a little bit of your carbon, and I'm not part of your group. Just like you can't, the klotzkash, you can't give it to the kayan. I can't eat a mashu of your carbon. My love, taroivis tamim, isn't it because the flavors go to one to another? Levi and Levi says that flavor is nothing, that reach is nothing. La, you missed the boat. Mipnei taroivis gufen. I'm simply concerned that you're going to grab the wrong carbon and run away. That's the problem. There's going to be a switcheroo. Now, a goat and a sheep are very, very different. Yet, this is still a concern. And what's the concern? This is a big chiddush. Even though there's a gdi and a tala, even though they're so different, I'm concerned. But if the problem is flavor, what's the difference? A goat and a sheep, or a sheep and a sheep. If one flavor transfers to the other, even a sheep and a sheep, even a goat and a goat, what's a filu? A filu doesn't add anything that there's a goat here. It's all the same. A filu gdi v'tala. Elo malik di v'tala, malik di v'gdi. So it comes out that the bottom line is, what's the problem with these two goats? 
a goat or two sheep, that you might come to flip them around. But not because there's a problem with the flavor. Oh, if there's not a problem with the flavor, who's that a kasha on? Rav, the one who dropped the bomb and ran. He said that there's a problem with flavors here. Oh, you know what the story is? There's no problem with flavor. You know there's no problem with flavor? Because there are two pots. Two pots? You let it cook. A carbon Pesach, it's also to cook a carbon Pesach in a pot. Why is it also to cook a carbon Pesach in a pot? Forget about the Tursus Liege. But uh, that's the real reason. Because the heat is coming from the pot and not from the fire. You can't put it in a pot. Says the Gemara. No. This is a big pile of coals between the two. They don't touch each other. Two, it's like two pots. This is what Rav meant to say. This is what the Bible says. You're not permitted to roast two carbon Pesachs together. Why? Because the mixture. My taroivus, what kind of mixture? Taroivus ta'amim. So first, Rav says it starts off with a, there is a problem of flavor, because I hold Recha Milsa. Flavor, uh, aroma is a problem. By the way, who do we passing like? By the, is, a, is flavor a problem, not a problem? It's very interesting. Rashi, on this sugi, he keeps on saying who the Allah is like, and he says the Allah is like Levi. Recha lav milsa. That's what Rashi says. Recha lav milsa. It's not a big deal. COVID. Alright, but even if in a situation that there's no flavor mixture, why? Because there's a big giant barrier between them. Also, why? Now there's a second reason. I might grab the wrong carbon. And even if they're so different, one has horns, one has a beard, I don't know, after the roasting, but one is a gdi, one is a tle, one is a sheep, you could still, we're concerned that you're going to mix it up. Perhaps this is a machlegs tanoim. What's Redios Hapas? Remember the picture? You have this in Eretz Yisrael a lot. They used to make bread like this. They would pop it on the side of the oven. Today they still do lafas like this. Eshtanur. You remove it. So somebody removes a hot bread. And then he puts it, he places it. Truma. I'm not going to go to the chart. We all know what Truma is. The first 2% of your barrels go to the kayat. It's truma. Now we're concerned that the heat of the bread is going to absorb some of the smell of the wine. Here we go again. Is smell something or smell is nothing? Do we consider smell or not? Says the Gemara, Rev Meir Oyser Matir. Oh, I never went on. What happened? I got knocked off of Zoom. Okay, fine. Let me shut up. Rev Meir Oyser Rebbe Matir. So Reb Meir says it's Osir, why? Because smell, we have to consider smell. Reb Yudha says it's nothing, it's L'chaira. Smell is nothing. Reb Yaisi is like in between. He says we have to consider smell, but we have to consider, consider also the product. Reb Yaisi, Matim Shalchitin, it's too tough to, to absorb. Wheat is too tough. But barley is, is more absorbent. They could suck in the iser. My love, absorb. My love, tanoi, l'chari, this is the machlaikis, the ma'asov areich, l'av milsi, ma'asov areich, milsi, l'chari, isn't that the machlaikis? One says that we have to be concerned with the, with the, with the smell, and the other says not. Says the Gemara, l'levi, v'adit tanoi. Okay, so l'levi is obviously going to have to say that it's machlaikis tanoi, he himself is going to hold like Rabbi Yehuda, reicha, l'av milsi. L'rav name tanoi, so what, according to Rav, it's also machlaikis tanoi, and, and he argues with Rabbi Yehuda, no, even, even everybody's going to agree that you have to be concerned with the smell. 
But look, we already explained this. If you have two things going for you, it's a hot bread and it's an open barrel. So the smell from the wine is going to easily reach the bread. Because Reich and Milsa, we have to be concerned with the flavor of the smell and it's also according to everybody. And if the bread is cold and the, and the barrel is completely sealed, we're not concerned. If the bread is hot, one or the other. The bread is hot, the barrel is closed. The bread is cold. Just hit that top button. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, no problem. These two animals are like a hot bread and an open barrel. Obviously, they're going to absorb from each other. Memela, I say it's Osir. Fine. Ravoy saw an amazing halacha here that's Mamish Nagela Maisar. Tony Rav Kahana, Bereder of Chinin Osaba, Pasha Foim Tsoli Batanur. A bread that you bake in a oven that has Roasted, roasted meat. Also, you're not allowed to eat it together with kutach. Kutach is milchik. Ahi, here's the halacha l'maisa. Ahi binisa. There was a fish. The itva b'hadi bisro. It was cooked together with meat. Rabbi, I remember these words. The fish together with meat. What do we do with that? What do we say? Fish and meat is not a good thing to eat. It's a sakana. He said it's also to eat together with milk. Why? Because the fish has meat in it. Even if it has salt. It's not good for your breath. Very interesting. This is the second time Dover Acher is mentioned on this Amud. Dover Acher means a pig, and over here it means Tsaras. So I want to tell you a few halachas real quickly before. Shabbos. Meat and fish. Here's the sugi. Meat and fish is a sakana. The Shulchan Aruch in Tzimim Kufayin Gimel says that if you eat meat, you have to wash your hands before you eat fish. You should make a big half The Mogan Avram, he always goes to Shittase, the Nishtanuat Fahim. Today's generation different. We don't have such a sakana. We don't know what it is exactly. He says, don't worry about washing your hands, but don't eat the two together. What if you cook meat in a pot and then you want to cook fish in it? Is that a problem? Believes? Not a problem, L'chayra. The Taz says, however, that if a piece of fish falls into your chont, you can't eat the chont. And the Shach says not to be worried about it. And the Chsam brings a lot of rice that we don't have to be concerned about it. Now, very, very interesting. Do you know that Sephardim, especially if you're Sephardim, you know this. Sephardim don't eat Bagels, lox, and cream cheese. The famous, the famous halacha. Here, from this Gemara, lox and cream cheese. But you have to have a bagel. You can't just eat lox and cream cheese. You're Israeli, you don't know about it. So, let me tell you real quickly. What the, what the, what the problem is and what the halacha is. There's a lot of svarim that eat lox and cream cheese. Why? Because the Bess Yosef, only, not the Shukhan who's the same thing as the Bess Yosef, the Shukhan doesn't bring this halacha. The Bess Yosef says it's us to eat milk and fish. Now, first of all, look at the sugya. The sugya says mafurish that that's not a problem, milk and fish. It says the only problem is that the, that the basar was cooked together with the fish. That's why you're not allowed to put the fish into milk. Because the fish has meat in it. There's no problem of fish and milk. 
The problem is meat and milk. Okay. <clears throat> the Ashkenazim, like Derma, the Taz, all the, they all say, they say, the Bishyosef made a toast, toast cipher. Why? Because in the halacha where he says that milk and fish is also, he says, look at Kuf Ayin Gimel. You look in Kuf Ayin Gimel, all it says there, you're not allowed to eat meat and fish. It doesn't say anything about milchiks and fish. It's a toast cipher, they say. <clears throat> Bishyosef himself made a mistake, sort of. Because he wrote it, and he brings a riot. So now, the, I just want to say one lashon, an unbelievable lashon from the Ramah. We know that the Isser of mixing basar bichalov. Says the Ramah, the Beis Yosef mixed basar bichalov. Instead of saying the halacha of basar, he wrote by mistake chalov. Very strong lashon. He made a mix of basar bichalov, and that's why Ashkenazim are not makbid of in, uh, ch- uh, fish and milk, and a lot of Sephardim are, because at the end of the day, Marana Beis Yosef writes that you're not allowed to eat milk and fish. Have a wonderful Shabbos. <coughs> you want to say Shema? Shema Aloyz, Shema Makim, Kutzicha Adinoy. Adinoy, Shema Bukhali, Dinoy, Zavka, Shabbos, Dikot, Dachan, Adinoy. Ima Benoist, Shema Yoh, Adinoy, Mi Amoy. Mchaz, Dikhol, Dimanti, Vorei. I know, but I have to go because uh, Dirshu, the, they're videotaping me. I'm, uh, wish me luck. I'm acting in, a, in one of their promotional videos. I have to read the lines. You shut it off? Ah, no. I thought he has charts and he's a good one. Uh, still on, YouTube is still running. Ellie's very camera shy. He needs good luck pushes. No, I have to remember uh, all these lines. Look at these lines. I hate this. I, I, I don't have a good memory. I have to remember these things. Okay, I'm not listening to you guys. Yeah, okay, great. In a minute or two, yeah. Uh, the BPP keep. They said that it's gonna it might go for a long time. Where's the BPP, this guy? Right. Okay. Raboy Sai, good Shabbos to everybody. I'm going to run. Good Shabbos. Take care.
Who is that? Oh, Gedalia. Gedalia. I'm sorry to hear about your loss. We loved your grandfather. We said to heal him for him. I'm sure it's a tremendous, tremendous loss. Should I have an Achama Bekarev? I got to run, Rabbi Isaac. Oh, you know, I don't have the lines for Hebrew. Hashem Yerachem. Ken, Ken.